Welcome to After the Fact, a Knowing Faith mini-episode where we look to take a big question and address it in just a few minutes. Typically, the questions we consider will line up with our larger topic for the season, and that is true for our time today. We are discussing Genesis 1-11 through on Knowing Faith this season, and today I get to chat with Dr. Karen Pryor. Dr. Pryor is the research professor of English and Christianity and Culture at the Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. She is the author of many books, including On Reading Well, Booked, Fierce Convictions, and has co-authored a book called Cultural Engagement, A Crash Course with Dr. Joshua Chatraw. Dr. Pryor, welcome to After the Fact. Thanks for joining us. Great to be with you, Kyle. So here's the big question. As somebody who is focused uh, on helping people learn to read more effectively, uh, one of the things that we run into when we're trying to teach people the Bible um, is that there is sometimes not a working understanding of how genre can shape the way that we understand the meaning of a text. And so here's the big question I want us to start off with. Why is genre crucial to understanding the meaning of a given text that's in front of us? That is really a big question, and I love it, because when I teach literature, this is where I begin. Because basically, anytime we are reading anything, or even having any kind of communication, it could include verbal communication as well, we have to pay attention to not just what is said, but how it's said. We've all gotten into arguments with loved ones about (laughs) (laughs) how something was said, right? Not what was said. And so genre, it simply really means form. So genre has to do with how something is said. Um, So whether we're reading a poem or a novel or the Bible, we need to pay attention to the genre. And of course, the Bible consists of 66 books and uh, they are all, you know, reflective of various genres, a range of genres and contain different genres within them. And so understanding Understanding, for example, the way the first five books are history, the way other books are law or prophecy or letter, um, that's sort of the foundation for how we begin to read the book because we read poetry differently than we read uh, we read a sermon. Um, and so just to kind of focus on your focus um, for this um season of the podcast, the beginning of Genesis, there's so much to say about how genre affects how we read Genesis. First of all, the title itself, Genesis, means origin. So this work is within a larger genre known as an origin story. Mm -hmm. Um, Genesis is also a book of history. That means it's not just a mythical origin story or a creative artistic one. It's also a true story of Mm -hmm. origin. And some of the ways that we can actually understand the way Genesis itself situates itself as different from other origin stories and different from myth is even the fact that it is written in prose, not poetry. Mm. You know, the great epics. And when you say the difference between prose and poetry, maybe that's where you were going, but what would be some maybe distinctions? Because just for a lay understanding, I, I got to say, like, when I hear prose and poetry, I think, like, oh, that's probably the same thing, right? Like, it sounds, <laughs> oh, great question. Right, right. It, it, in my mind, it's like, it kind of sounds fancy pants. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, I bet if they're both fancy pants, they might both be fancy pants in the same way, but they're well, not. Right. So, so the term, the two categories of prose and poetry apply to uh, really two kinds of 
written texts and even the way that we speak. So anything that's poetry is song, you know, and it, and it has all various features that we associate with poetry, which can differ from culture to culture. And prose is basically anything that's not poetry. So it's you and I talking right now. We're mm-hmm. talking in prose. A sermon is delivered in prose. Um, a novel is written in prose. Um, an essay is written in prose. And Genesis is written in in prose. It's, mm-hmm. it's, so it, it, it tells us that this story is different. It's not just a creative art, although there's, you know, much beauty sure. in it, but it's a narrative. It's written in prose, set forth in a linear kind of factual, straightforward way, mm-hmm. which also is, tells us not just what it says, but how we're to take it. In other words, this is written like a history book, like a narrative in the same way, like if I come home and I tell my husband what happened to me on my way to work in the car, I'm actually doing the same thing. I'm kind of telling him a history in prose that's a narrative and it's true. Now, not all prose narratives are true, right, but but right. the Bible follows that method because it is that's part of what the genre is telling us how to read it. You know, that's really interesting. If I could just follow up with something. Um, so when we're thinking about like prose or historical, so would we say Genesis is historical prose? We certainly, we certainly would. Now, of okay. course, there are readers out there, you know, who, who don't, don't interpret the Bible literally, who right. would say that it's, it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, but but this is why I think genre is so important because Genesis itself is telling us in the way that it presents itself that it is something that aligns with historical narrative. Um, and even though it is a, a story, um, it is one that uh, the form aligns with a true story, a, hi- a history. The story is in the word history. Oh, right, so right. it's a true history. Yeah, that's fascinating. Well, Dr. Pryor, I, I, maybe just one more thing on this. If there, um, when we're thinking about uh, Genesis and origin stories, are there, uh, is Genesis unique in terms of, uh, I mean, I'm sure you've read a lot of origin mm-hmm. stories. You may have taught some origin stories. Is there anything that's unique about the form of this origin story that might set it apart? Or are there elements of it that we might see replicated in other mm-hmm. origin stories that you think, hey, I, that's a valuable uh, area of overlap? Well, when we look at sort of the most famous origin stories of ancient literature, I think there's a lot about Genesis that's unique. It is, first of all, unlike the Iliad and the Odyssey, um, it, it's, it is written in prose, as we've talked about. It's not a right. poem. It was not intended for a community to sing and memorize together you know, and add to it as kind of a cultural artifact. It actually mm-hmm. is set down as a true story. The other thing that I think is fascinating that tells us a lot about the main character of this story, who is God, um, is that it begins in the beginning. Right. A lot of the most famous ancient origin stories begin in media ray or in the middle of things. They start in the mm-hmm. middle of the story because they actually reflect an understanding of history that is cyclical and mythical. The God of Genesis is setting out a story that begins in the beginning and that whole biblical narrative moves in a linear sequential fashion toward a culmination, an end, which we know, you know, like all the best stories ends in a wedding. Um, um, But there's just something really instructive 
about the fact that this story begins in the beginning. Well, that that's fascinating. Listen, if you were listening to this episode, you got your money's worth on this one. Just that that last point you just made on uh, or many origin ancient origin stories were starting kind of in the middle of the action. I had never really considered that, but that is really valuable as a just a way of pointing to the distinctiveness of the origin story of the Bible. So, Dr. Pryor, thank you so much for joining us on After the Fact. Thanks so much for having me.